You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, Arma Energy, W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. But with me on the line, we got a 21-year-old out of Valley Center, California. He goes by the name of Dusty Fairs. Dusty, how's it going, brother? Good, man. How are you? Hey, not too bad. It's uh, a brisk minus 30 degrees up here in Canada. It's just a a shade after before 11 o'clock p.m. But uh, you know what? I'm calling down to the uh, the 909 area code. So uh, all's good, my friend. Dang, yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> That's pretty cool, you know, uh, but uh, luckily I make it down to the south every once in a while and uh, you guys calling calling me and, and just hearing about all the weather you're having uh, keeps me warm up here, so uh, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, when it's like 60 degrees here, I feel like it's uh, freezing, so I can imagine. It's all relative, my friend. Uh, we go down there, and uh, it's honestly, you, you'd get used to it. It's one of those things where, like, at first, like, you, like... When it gets to about sixty degrees here, we're like, "Oh, it's cold too." But then, when uh, when it gets like once you've had a few months of minus thirty, I honestly I go outside in a sweater right now. It's not too big a deal. But um, like enough about the weather. <laughs> Let's talk about dusty fares. I'm talking flat track, speedway, yeah, yeah, road I, racing, uh... motocross. Uh, you've done it all in twenty one years, my friend. Uh, tell me a little bit about your story. Where did it all begin? Uh, so I, I, uh, I started riding at about three and a half, um, dad used to race pro back in the day. So, nice. um, I mean, it was natural for me. So I kind of got into it and started racing around four or five and, uh, was, was doing pretty good. I won a couple of championships and, um, and then unfortunately in, uh, in the year 2000, my, uh, my dad got in a helicopter crash. And uh, got 85% of his body burned in uh, second and third degree. So um, he was in the hospital for almost two years and uh, kind of put a halt to my racing. And, um, you know, it just, uh, my mom would take me here and there and we'd go to the track and, you know, I'd, I'd try and ride and stuff. But, um, you know, with, with the amount of stuff that was going on, I mean, it was almost impossible to really to do anything with it. Um, so, I mean, I kind of, kind of took a break from it and, and came back on, uh, on 85, uh, doing a flat track and speedway. And, um, then I just initially just kind of went just in the speed or just in the flat track and, um, raced a, a couple kind of little pro races on my 85 doing the, like the 250 class. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, my dad went out, he bought a, uh, like a fully mod Honda 450 that was all super tricked, um, set up for dirt track and took that into a, uh, a invitational pro race. And, How old are you um, at this point? I was, uh, let's see, I was 13 or 14. Oh wow! On a 450. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's probably lowered a little bit and 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 uh, longer. Uh, kind of, it's kind of raked out so you can uh, for um, stability as well as so you can get on it. Or actually, yeah, actually, we. I mean, we did lower it, yes, but um, we actually put a shorter swing on. Um, the the shorter swing on kind of helped it turn a little bit. Okay. So uh, and and I'm not a very big dude. I mean, I'm only. I mean, I'm I'm five eleven, but I weigh like one forty. So. Um, oh, I mean, I was, I was like, what was that? I think, I, I think that's what I weighed in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, 
have a, a small dude. And, and back then, I mean, I was even small. I was tiny. I was probably like barely a hundred pounds, if that. I mean, I was I was teeny. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I raced um, raced pro and uh, and did pretty good. I um, kind of got a, a. I remember I got a bad start and just kind of worked my way up. I ended up finishing, I think, like mid pack around seventh or so. And, um, and then after that, the, um, the Red Bull Rookies Cup came around for road racing. And, um, and I was like, well, shoot, you do good in dirt track. So let's, uh, let's put you into road racing. And I, um, sent a resume in, they, they accepted it, went in, there was about, I believe there's, um, 200 people that go back to Alabama and everyone kind of tries out for it. And then um, they have two different days, and they window it down to about 25 people. And um, I believe I finished in, like, 27th or something like that. So didn't quite make the make the Red Bull team, but, I mean, I was hooked. And uh, we went home. Dad pulled a loan out. And he... Uh, Thanks, Dad. Yeah, he was he was basically he was basically like, you know what, here's uh here's the money, we're gonna do this and uh put everything into it and see how it goes. And so we uh we went out, we bought an R S one twenty five, which is um it basically looks like um almost like an R six. Obviously okay. it's obviously a lot smaller but it has a one twenty five CC motor in it. Um top speeds like around I'd say like 120 to 140 or so. Okay, and who who makes that bike? It's a, it's from Honda. Honda makes the, okay. the RS125. Um, got that, and then uh, we also got a Milwaukee MD250, which is um, uh, it's basically a Honda CRF250 motor put into an RS125 frame, and uh, they had a spec class for that. So I started racing Weir West and USGPRU and um, just kind of, you know, kind of came up through the ranks, was, met some really cool people, started, uh, you know, hanging out with them and, and getting into the industry and, um, you know, was, was doing pretty good. I was racing expert at the time, which is, uh, I mean, it's like the same thing as, um, I guess, racing A-class and motocross. So, uh, you know, did that, and then the uh, Red Bull Rookies Cup came around again, and um, we sent our, our resume and everything in again and, and got in, and this time I made it um, actually as an alternate. So I uh, went through the whole program, got in as an alternate, and then someone didn't show up, and so I actually I got, into, go. the, I got into the Red Bull Rookies Cup, which is... Um, it's basically uh, a full ride with Red Bull KTM, and um, and then you go through the program, and, and if you finish in something like the top five, then uh, you get a, a completely signed, and they send you over to Spain, and you and you race and all that good stuff. So it's a it's a it's a big program to get into, and um, I finally got in, and then it shut down in the United States. So, um, and and unfortunately we. Uh, we spent all of our money to uh, to get me ready for that last rookie's cup, and then uh, that's when my dad was like, "All right, well, you're done. You know, you're done racing." Pulled the plug on you. What was that? He pulled the plug on you. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, it's understandable. I mean, he, he basically spent all of his money on me, and you know, put it all into this one thing, and, and it just you know just didn't happen. So, um, you know, he call it quits and, and I wasn't done. I mean, I was only uh, 15 years old. And mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. You, you, for you, especially it's hard to understand and you're, you're, you're wanting to keep going. You feel like you got some skills, right? Exactly. You know, and it, and now I was 15 years old. I raced, you know, professional in, uh, in dirt track. And then, and then I was basically racing professional and road racing too. Um, I mean, I was, when I was doing Wira and USGPRU, I mean, I was racing guys that were, you know, they, they raced professional and got paid over in Spain and they'd come over to the United States. So, um, I mean, I was racing those guys. So, I mean, I felt like I had what it takes. It's just, I mean, 
road racing is so expensive. I mean, there's, oh, there's crazy. There's no Especially way to the do tires. it. I mean, there's there's literally no way to do it unless you have a bunch of money. You know. Yeah, well, with the uh, practice tires, you race on them. You can't even practice on them after that. Uh, replacing the stuff, you got like the the, the leathers themselves, everything. It, it yeah. just it's really really expensive. Plus, you got to have. Uh, I I assume you got to have same thing as motocross. You got to have a, a practice bike, a race bike, yeah. and yeah, everything and, else. And, and God forbid you crash. You crash, you're going to spend a oh. couple grand. So. Or in some cases, we've seen uh, where that the bike just disintegrates in the ground. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, me, me and my dad kind of got into it. I mean, I was I was a kid, and uh, you know, going through the hormone stage, and I just I didn't understand, you know, how the whole thing worked, and I just figured, you know, let's just pull more money and do it, you know, and keep going. And um, you know, we were button heads, so I, I just felt, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move out. And I'm gonna do it on my own. And uh, so I moved. I so moved you went into, to mom's. I moved into my mom's house. And um, you know, we uh, she kind of helped me a little bit. Got me a, a super beat 08 CRF 250. And it's uh, it's kind of been history from there. I was uh, I was 17 when I got my first motocross bike. Okay, so we've got four years on 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 dirt bikes and motocross bikes uh, for like exclusively riding uh, on the dirt. Uh, how did road racing translate to uh, success on the dirt? Um, honestly, it uh, I mean, it didn't really do too much. I th- I think it was um, it was more of the dirt track that really helped me out. Okay, um, just because I mean, dirt track you're used to sliding and and um, you know how to manipulate the bike, so. I feel like the, the dirt track really helped me out and, and I really didn't pick up on, um, you know, how the dirt track style was, but some of my pictures, you can kind of see it and you can see how I, uh, how I come in the corners and how the bike slides and, and my, my positioning. It's a little bit different, but it works. So, um, it's kind of cool to look at. Well, if you've ever seen David Villeman uh, go through a corner on a motocross bike, you can figure out that you can you can win motocross races with some interesting styles out there. And uh, I got to imagine some sometimes out there you probably get a little uh, uh, some some odd body language going on with the bike. But uh, if it turns fast lap times, uh, why change it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I mean, it it works. I mean, I you know I'm so used to going left because that's uh you know that's for dirt track, so. That's right. Uh, I mean, you put me through a left hander. I mean, I I, I rip pretty good. Rights, I I still I got rights down pretty solid, but I mean, left handers, it's just it's beast mode. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole nother ball game when we go left. Like if you're 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 looking at a start straight, and if it's a it's a left hand corner, you're like, I got this one, boys. Yeah, exactly. Not letting off. That's for sure. That's excellent. Uh, that 2008 250F, uh, good bike if I remember. But yeah, if, it, if it's beaten up, uh, not the greatest thing to start on. But nevertheless, you 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 did your best, and uh, uh, and now you're on Yamaha's. Uh, gotta ask uh, the number you choose, eight forty uh, eight forty nine. Yeah. Uh, any specific? Um, is it how's that? Why is that number special to you? You've carried it with you for a number of years now. Um, you know, actually the. So the eight is, is my month. I was born in August, so um, that's where the eight comes from. And then the the forty nine. I used forty nine when I did road racing, and uh, you know I I was always number seven my whole life. And then I felt like when I transitioned into road racing, you know, forty nine was the number that was on the bike. It was uh, Tyler Odom's bike that we bought it from, and um, yep. so uh, I felt you know. I'm just going to do this, and then I just put an 8 in front of it, and that's where it was. So. And the 849 was made. So uh, um, what was the progression like working towards 17 years old, dirt track background, some road racing background? Uh, now you're in the dirt. Um, where, where are you practicing? Like, How, how often are you getting out on the track? Uh, obviously having to juggle uh, the tail end of high school and then uh, full-time work. Yeah, you know... Um... With with motocross, uh, what I did because I was so dead set. I mean, I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew racing was you know what I wanted to pursue, and that's what I've done my whole life. So, 
Um, what I did when I was in high school is I uh, doubled and tripled up, so I graduated uh, a little over a year early. Um, so I got that out of the way, got the schooling done, and then, uh, um, you know, and, and then I just started riding a lot. Uh, it was it was brutal because um, you know I've always kind of been doing it on my own and and you know paying for stuff on my own and um, having to work and stuff. So it's it's hard to uh, you know get out there and, and ride when you have to you know pay for all your stuff. But um, you know it is what it is. Normally uh, you know, I get out to the track maybe three times a week if it's a, a good week and you know nothing breaks. So. Um, and then uh, I try to race every weekend, but I mean, it doesn't always happen, but, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I try my hardest to, to get out there. So. Well, that's excellent. It, it's, it's, um, a little bit different up here in Canada. Uh, we've got uh, a much shorter riding season. You on the other hand, uh, between a few different series is could, uh, could basically make sure that you're on the gate every single weekend. Um, yeah. what kind of, um, hurdles does that provide in terms of uh, maintenance on the bike? I got to imagine you guys are putting more hours on a motorcycle, uh, than we would ever do. Um, like who's doing your maintenance? Uh, where do you get it done if you can't do it yourself? And, uh, where did you learn uh, how to do the things that you do so far? Well, with, uh, as far as like general maintenance and just doing the basic stuff, I mean, I can do top ends and, uh, I mean, I can do the bottom end stuff, but I prefer not to. Um, I, I learned it from my dad. My dad had a motorcycle shop way back in the day, so um, he kind of taught me how to do some stuff. And then, uh, but mainly what I do is I take uh, all my motor stuff. I go to Podium Performance. Thanks, Scott. He uh, he kills it. He does all the stuff for the the 5150 team. And uh, okay, he, he makes so the bike. That's, that's no joke, then. Yeah. So uh, I take it to him, and I've known him for for about four years. He's pretty good buddy of mine and then um as far as uh you know getting the suspension dialed I, I like to go to factory connection um i've been with them basically right when i started motocross and they've always uh they've always treated me really well and they have you know some of the best stuff out there so um you know a thing i like to do is i like to over jump jumps and and combine jumps and you know turn stuff into quads and go bigger than what you're supposed to and um you know, factory connection has always held up and, and worked just as good as I thought it would. So there you go. Uh, go big or go home, man. Exactly. Uh, any, any reason why, uh, or any relation as to why you're on a Yamaha as well as the 5150 team, uh, just familiarity to your dad working on it, or maybe some, uh, uh, hand-me-down parts being thrown your way. Um, you know, honestly, they, they just rip. <laughs> well that's 100 percent true if you watch the nationals last year yeah i mean they they literally they rip um you know i i rode hondas my whole life um before i got this uh this yamaha i actually went out and bought i had a, a 2012 honda CRF 250 um had one of those for about three years i put a little over 500 hours on the frame um I rode the I rode the wheels off that thing and uh so um I mean the, the Yamaha the Yamaha is just way faster. Um you know and uh simple as that. What's that? Simple as that. It's just faster. So uh yeah. That's excellent. I've also heard that they they handle really well. I haven't heard a single person that when he gets his Yamaha, in fact, uh Justin Starling uh on a podcast with me is like when I got on my Yamaha, I got off my bike and just shook my head as to why was I on my Honda last year, knowing yeah. that this bike was available. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, actually, um, kind of the, the main thing that kind of sold me on a Yamaha was, you know, I was thinking about it, 2014 came out, and I was like, you know what, these things are wicked fast. You know, I heard everyone talking about them, and then um, I was at Kia for a, uh, a ride day with, um, with Spy Optics and... Uh, uh, one Industries, and Yamaha was there doing some test riding and stuff and, and let people ride the bike. And um, my my Honda actually blew up. And everyone was kind of watching me, so I thought it was cool. And, and so I went over and um, I went over and talked to the Yamaha guys, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, go ahead and try it out. And um, so I went out and, and threw down a you know pretty fast lap and was starting to throw some whips and, 
and got off and the, the Yamaha guy was like, you know, what'd you think of it? And I told him, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's good, but because I'm so skinny and so light, the thing kind of bucks and does a bunch of weird stuff. And, um, and he, you know, he took his time and he, he, uh, actually made the suspension perfect for me and told me to go out again and try it. And, uh, and I tried and I came back and I'm like, dude, I'm buying one. <laughs> I'm buying one like next week. And, uh, Sign me up. so, I mean, he, he sold me on that for sure. That's that's excellent. It's good to see that they were able to, to dial that in for you, uh, and you're able to find uh, some space on your shrouds and some other extra places on your bike for an Arma Energy sticker yeah. uh, logo as uh, as representation for uh, their sponsorship of you. Uh, so let's let's get into that a little bit. Let's get into uh, Arma Energy Racing as well as uh, the brand itself. Um, how do they help you? trace your dreams and allow uh, you as many uh, other uh, California locals um, chase your dreams and, and live them out uh, with minimal um, minimal hurdles. Yeah, I mean, he, um, you know, it's, just, it's a great group to be involved with. He's, you know, super positive with everything. And, um, you know, if, if you have an issue, he's, he's always down to, uh, to, to help you out and, um, the company is it's just a great company to be with. And I mean, being, uh, you know, with Arma, you know, you're also going to get Paris and Milestone. And I mean, those are some of the best tracks around. So, um, you know, it, it helps me out to, to be able to ride more with, with being involved with, um, you know, the Paris and Milestone as well. So, and, you know, the, the tracks are, are, you know, relatively different. So it's not like you're going to the same track every single time, even when you, you know, um, you know, they, they, they like to change the track up too. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot more than just kind of a sponsorship. It's, it's more of like a family and, and a group of people that, you know, really push each other and help each other to, um, you know, excel in what they're doing. Uh, so like Jimmy Sloan is, uh, the man behind all of that, both Paris milestone and Arma energy. Um, how has he given back over the years that you've been, uh, developing your skills? You've seen him around the track. Uh, he's a community guy. He's a family guy. And, uh, you know, in, in my honest opinion, all of his athletes, uh, all of those who uh, are supported by Arma energy are his family. Uh, how has he personally given back to, uh, like not only yourself, but, uh, the motocross community in SoCal? You know, I, I feel like he's, um, you know, the the way that he does, like, the Ultimate Amateur Series, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone's even done it before. Where I mean, last year he did away Springer Van. Um, he did some dirt bikes. And then uh, and this year he's doing a, uh, a Toyota truck. And I believe five dirt bikes he's giving away, you know. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's paying for that stuff out of his own pocket. You know, it's it's not like, you know, Toyota and uh, and Yamaha just give him the stuff. I mean, he's still getting, you know, he's still got to pay for it. So, um, you know, it's just with that and, and knowing that. I mean, that uh, that alone kind of sets him apart from everyone else. Um, you know, he uh, doesn't mess around. I mean, it's it's a sport that he loves and, and he likes to see it grow. And, and I think the way that he's doing it is definitely helping a lot. I mean, it, it definitely helps out privateers and you know guys like me that, you know, really don't have, um, you know, money bags to be able to go out and just, you know, race and do whatever I want, spend, you know, thousands of dollars on, you know, motors. He, uh, you know, he helps with everything, which is pretty cool. That's excellent. Uh, so would, would you say that Arma Energy uh, and Arma and Jimmy Sloan, uh, that they give you privateers a real fighting chance against some of those riders that uh, are, are a little bit better supported? You know, without a doubt, you know, because, um, you know, doing, doing like money sponsorship or, or doing, um, you know, products or, you know, whatever is, uh, I mean, that stuff is awesome. I mean, it helps a lot, but it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, the environment that you're around and, you know, kind of the, the feeling that it gives off is it's, it's really welcoming and, um, and super positive. And, you know, that stuff alone will push you to allow yourself to get better. And, um, you know, I just think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. And, and the stuff that Jimmy's doing is, is pretty sweet. 
And uh, of course, the most important question: What's your favorite flavor? Um, you know, honestly, I just like the just the basic the you know the original stuff that he has. Um, I don't I don't drink a lot of energy drinks, um, but uh, you know when I do, it's it's going to be just the the original, you know, basic Arma stuff. So. Basic armor sounds good, man. I, I personally haven't had the pleasure to uh, to try that just yet, as, the, as they aren't distributed up here in Canada. But uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully Jimmy can uh, can hook me up uh, just as he does. Uh, you guys down there. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than air and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. What are some other sponsors you have that help you out? Um, I definitely say, uh, you know, it's funny because I work there too, but um, North County House Motorcycles, they help me out a lot. Um, you know, they get, uh, you know, they give me all my bike stuff and, um, you know, they really hook me up with parts and, um, my boss, Jessica, she, uh, she allows me to get days off to go and race and stuff. So, um, you know, it's awesome. And, um, you know, they really support me and it's cool because, you know, I'll, I'll go and race and, uh, I'll come in and they'll be like, Oh dude, you get sick or, you know, they'll, they'll pat me on the back and stuff. So it's a pretty cool environment. Uh, um, you know, and then I got, I got Moto Graphics, he's a graphic company up in Santa Barbara. And dude is super bitch and he's uh he's basically doing it by himself and uh makes some super high end quality stuff. Um does vehicle wraps, all that good all that good stuff. So um and then you know, Rad Manufacturing, they make some, some pretty sick hubs. 
uh, we have um, Zusa Socks, which I also work for. Um, I do all the all the MX side of Zusa Socks, as far as uh, you know, product development, rider support, um, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, super super stoked to be part of them and and helping them out. Um, I have uh, Mike's Barbecue, which is super super good food. If anyone's ever down in uh, San Diego County, they're uh, in uh, Escondido, kind of right by um, Target, and there's like a Panera right there. Uh, I believe that's right by the 76. Um, super good barbecue stuff, and it's a sports bar, so um, you know they have TVs going all the time, and and a uh, pretty cool environment. And then uh, you know obviously Arcade Excel, Bat, uh, Bell, Tiger Designs, EVS, and uh, Henson. The guys over at Henson are super cool. Um, been talking with Chris, and uh, the dude is super cool. He's um, he's been helping me out a lot and uh, get my bike all set up and and dialed in. Um, and then uh, Works Connection is super good. They they make a lot of stuff to kind of you know help your bike not break, which is always pretty cool. Cause, uh, always a good thing. Um, you know I'm uh, I'm on a budget <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I can't be ripping radiators off. So, um, and then uh, I also have uh, fuel and fire clothing. And um, these guys, they're kind of different. You know, I've never really uh, heard of this kind of stuff. But they, all their clothing they make is, is fire resistant. Okay. Is, um, Explain. Which is pretty cool. It's, 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 uh, it's casual clothing. I mean, you wouldn't even think. And, um you know, they, they have these pants that are super comfy and, and you blow torch them and they won't light on fire. So, um, you know, it's cool. All their stuff is, is fire resistant. And I mean, you know, not always will you catch on fire, but you know, if, uh, if you do, that would be the stuff you'd want to be in for sure. Well, if you're working around the garage and stuff like that, I could imagine uh, you get something on your pants, you don't light yourself up. It sounds good. Um, do they also make exactly. uh, hats? Because I know you're a snapback guy. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they make hats, uh, which is good for me because I got um, I got a bit of a fro. So that you do. You um, also seem to have a bit of a, a, a like your your hats to you are like shoes with women. What what was that? You're like uh, like. Shoe, hats to you are like shoes with girls. Like you, you've got about as many hats yeah. as you've got days of the week, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I like to stick to a couple, but um, yeah, I got I got a good amount of hats. I mean, I gotta I gotta be able to keep this hair under control because um, it, it kind of likes to do its own thing and, and gets a little crazy sometimes. Well, that's excellent. So, um, so. so where is this all headed? Like, where where do you see yourself getting to? Like, how do you get there? What's your next biggest race on the schedule? You know, um, the the next one that I'm kind of shooting for is uh, the Freestone National that's out in Texas. Okay. Um, I'm actually leaving there in about eight days, so that's uh that's the first one. And that's the James um, Stewart Invitational, or yeah, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's the James Stewart. I don't know. I don't think it's an Invitational, but okay, either way. Um, yeah, yeah, you can just sign up. But um, yeah, that's kind of kind of the first big national I've really done, and um, you know I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, I mean I don't really know where I'm going to stack up, but I mean all I can do is really try and, and push my hardest and um, you know kind of take what I learned from this and, and apply it to my program. So so eight but, days uh, out of there, uh, do you know roughly where you're going to stack up against uh, the rest of these amateurs in the A class? <laughs> Uh, honestly, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I ride with, uh, like Ryan Surratt and, uh, you know, Axel Hodges and those guys. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of know where, where I am, but, um, I mean, at the same time, I, I mean, you never know. So, well, we wish you all the best. Hope that that goes well. Tell us a little bit more about these socks you were telling us about. Uh, and we talked a little bit over text message, um, Excuse me for not I, no, Axel or Axa. It's a, it's called a Zusa. 
Zuza, Zuza. Zuza. Uh, yeah. And uh, first of all, how did you get connected with this company? And you're now a uh, uh, a rider rep as well as sponsored by the company. You're hooking up guys like Justin Hill uh, and, and many others. Uh, how did you get involved with that? And uh, what's with the socks? Uh, so basically, how it happened was, um, so my my brother goes to school. My my little brother, he's a uh, a junior in high school, and. Um, you know, I heard about a uh, a sock company that was local, and and I had no idea. And then I asked my brother about it. And my brother was like, "Oh yeah, you know the the owner is actually in my class." I was like, "Holy, you know, holy crap!" You know, I I would never guess that. And then um, you know, started kind of talking to him, and um, you know, I have a little bit of business smarts as far as like I've done some of my own companies and stuff. And yeah. Um, you know, and uh, so I started kind of giving some pointers and, and then, uh, you know, kind of came into, to, you know, riding for him because he didn't really have anyone to, to branch out to motocross with. So um, started kind of bringing that in. And um, his dad works for Lucas Oil. So they have, the you know, as far as the off-road community with, um, you know, like Ricky Johnson and, uh, you know, those guys. Um, they know Good them, people them know. really well. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so just kind of went from, from writing for him and, and giving him some advice and stuff. And then they, they approached me and was like, Hey, you know, do you, uh, do you want to, you know, do all of our motocross stuff and, and you can, um, you know, help with product development and, you know, really take care of all the stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So, um, just kind of been going with that and, and branching out, starting to sponsor some more and more, you know, some faster kids. And, um, you know, so far, I believe our, our elite guys are going to be, you know, Justin Hill. We have uh, Austin Pultelli. And then uh, we also have Jared McNeil. Jared so, McNeil, the best whip yeah. champ himself. Yeah, so so we got some rippers for sure. And, and Pultelli, um, Canadian champion. Yeah, yeah, so... And uh, and we got we got some fast amateurs and uh, we got a kid known as Trevor Hooten. He's uh, kind of coming up the ranks and um, so uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty good and and the company's growing fast. So right on, man. Well, uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the fact that you have. Four jobs. You have uh, the, the the Zusa socks. You work at a dealership, uh, and uh, what else do you do? You got four jobs, man. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I got I got to find ways to uh, you know kind of keep this addiction going. So yes, sir. Um, you know, if uh, you know the the other two don't work, I mean, I got to have something else. So um, the the other two that I have is uh I work on pools so I build pools and uh, and do remodeling and and uh you know service and and all that good kind of stuff um that's actually with my um my girlfriend's dad so um you know I'll, I'll call him up on a day off and I'll be like hey let's go do some work and um you know we'll go build some pools so I have that and then uh, I also do um uh riding lessons for uh for younger kids and uh, and some older guys as well. Excellent. So, uh, if anyone wants to contact you in the Southern California uh, Valley Center uh, area, uh, how do they get in touch with you for riding school? Um, it's, it's basically just my uh, my phone number. I used to have a website, but I mean, you know, I feel like uh, I didn't get very much traffic through the website, and the amount of money that it was costing to keep it up was in the wasn't a smart investment, so um, I just do uh, you know my phone number or my uh, my email address, which is uh, djp period racing at yahoo.com. Right on. Well, we'll pop we'll pop that into the uh, the the post for when, for when we post this thing and uh, see if we can't get you some business that way. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite part about teaching kids and uh, as well as older riders uh, a few things on the bikes? You know, it's it's got to be a personal satisfaction. Um, you know, I, I like I like seeing kids grow, and um, you know, kind of it keeps them out of trouble. I mean, it keeps them focused, especially when uh, you know you get them hooked into motocross. So, 
Um, you know, one of the first kids that I started helping was uh, was Trevor Hooting, and um, you know he's he's gone from from literally just dreaming about you know racing and, and being fast and you know making a living to to actually make it reality. So um, you know he's, he's one of the fastest kids in intermediate right now, and he won uh, one mammoth last year. So. Um, you know, it's with me. It's just honestly, it's personal satisfaction of you know seeing kids progress and, and allowing the sport to grow. And um, I mean, you can you can tell by my pricing. I mean, I really I almost go negative when I do it just because you know driving and, and entry fees and and getting to the tracks and all that good stuff. But um, you know, to me, it's it's worth it because it's you know allowing the sport to grow. Well, that's excellent. Uh, and and what what's your hourly rate, or what do you what do you charge for uh, to to teach someone how to uh, corner left the way you do? Uh, <laughs> going left, but uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it kind of depends. I mean, I it kind of fluctuates a little bit. Um, you know, I like to stick like eighty five bucks, but um, you know, I do eighty five bucks for a whole day, so. You know, they can they can do an hour, or they could do you know literally eight in the morning until dark. So, um, you know, I do that, and then I also have uh, you know for the kids that are serious that really want to um, you know kind of make it and do something with it, I do like monthly stuff and and you know paying in advance, and um, you know they could basically can get it to where it's only like forty bucks a day, and um, you know that's kind of. You know, with the, with those kids, I mean, they're they're pushing hard. So as far as me not making any money and and watching them grow, it's totally worth it for me. So. You're a bargain, man. That's awesome. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna, I, it would be half a bargain just for me to drive down there and, and do some lessons. Maybe have to uh, <laughs> call you up next time I uh, do a trip down to California. If not, uh, gotta head gotta hit up that uh, that barbecue place uh, for dinner or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, Mike's Barbecue is bitching. Yes, sir. No kidding. Um, who is like you? You do a lot of practicing at both Milestone and Paris. You agree? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Absolutely, number one place in uh, SoCal to uh, to practice and hone your skills. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Professionals um, from all over the world go there to uh, to practice and get ready for both Supercross and Motocross. Uh, who has been the most down to earth pro you've ever met? Uh, tell us a story. Oh gosh, um, you know, honestly, um, you know, getting involved with the Sox and, and meeting people through doing the rider support, um, you know, it's got to be either. Austin Polatelli or Justin Hill. Um, you know, while I was, uh, you know, doing road racing and, and watching, um, you know, the riders kind of come up, I mean, dude, I was, I was a fan. And, and uh, you know, when, um, when Justin Hill came over to my house, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, this is Justin Hill in my house. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, out of Justin Hill and Austin Polatelli, I mean, even, like, I mean, even Neil, I mean, all three of those guys are, I mean, they're super elite athletes and, um, you know, they, they have time to, to really talk to people and, um, you know, out of those three, honestly, I could not tell you who was more cool. They, they're all three pretty, pretty cool. That's fair enough. Now on the flip side of that coin, uh, and I, I've, I got, uh, it's tough to name some names, but, uh, it's. You can throw it out there if you wish. Um, there are some riders out there that you 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 think like you you see them in a, on a podcast or you see you you hear hear them in a video, um, and and they seem like cool guys. And, and then when you go to meet them, uh, they kind of cool guy you a little bit. Uh, tell us tell us a, a a time when when you ran into something like that uh, at a track. Um, you know, it's. Uh... I mean, I try not to, uh, you know, normally because when they're at the track, I mean, they're doing testing and, um, you know, they're, they're basically, they're working. So, um, you know, and, and it can get stressful. So I, I try not to, um, you know, really take it too personal, especially because, 
you know, they they do have a name and, and a lot of people I know go up to them and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I, I would say test them a little bit. Um, but, I mean, honestly, I, I don't really take any of that stuff too personal just because, um, I mean, I can imagine that it would be uh, a little overwhelming with, you know, hundreds of people coming up and, and saying, oh, my gosh, you know, you're so-and-so and, you know, you're, you're basically, you're just trying to stay focused and ride and, and concentrate. So, I mean, honestly, I, I couldn't say a name. Fair enough, fair enough. That's, uh, did, didn't expect that. I didn't expect a name. That's fine. Uh, and these riders, you know, it's sometimes like, it's just not a good time for them. They, they just got off the track. Uh, they're, they're, they're cotton mouth cause they've been barely breathing out there and things aren't going <laughs> yeah. great. Um, uh, and I, I know I've told this one a few times and he, he won't, he won't mind if I, I say it though. Uh, Jake Weimer was one of the guys that I met and, uh, honestly the guy, uh, he's, I talked to him about it afterwards. He's just having a not so great day. And I, I, I swear the first time I ever saw Jake Weimer, he was sitting beside his, uh, his van at milestone and the, and the dude looked like he had just lost his dog. He was his last year on uh, factory cowie and uh he just looked down man i was just like i was I remember going into a1 that last year and i'm thinking that guy's gonna have just the worst possible weekend because he's just like yeah. that guy just he's he looks broken and uh and sure as shit he ended up crashing and he was out for a while so uh yeah. maybe a little bit of foreshadowing on his part just not feeling it but uh those guys have a tough job yeah yeah without a doubt Right on. So, uh, been a great conversation so far, for, uh, 48 minutes in, and uh, let's get into our last five questions of the night. The Big MX five questions, uh, not necessarily the most serious questions in the world, but uh, sometimes fun just to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Starting off with, uh, which one of your moto buddies is uh, best at the ladies? Oh. <laughs> um. Let's see. Must be know, you because you picked up your girlfriend. No, I don't know. Well, I did. I locked her up. She's locked in. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I haven't done a ring yet. But but she's locked. I got she her puts locked. It, she puts up with you, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, let's see. Who would it be? Um, Probably, I'd probably have to say, gosh, dude, honestly, I have no idea. All of them are, are pretty lame. Yeah, everyone's just got no game. They yeah, can't I even pick I, up the girls that hang out at the tracks in California. Come on. You know what? There, um, who, uh, Connor Erickson. Connor Erickson. I feel, I feel like he has, he has game. Um. Just confidence with the just, ladies. Just, I mean, just because, like, you look at his Instagram and he has, no joke, like, 50 pretty good-looking chicks riding on his stuff, and it's like, bro, you don't even know these chicks when they launch you. So, um, I'd He's probably have to say right. Connor. Yeah, I'd probably have to say him for sure. Fair enough. We finally got a name out of you. That's perfect. Uh, who's going to win the 450 main event this year in Day or this weekend in Daytona? Oh gosh, um, I've kind of always been a Roxon fan, so uh, I'm going to have to go with Roxon. You're going to have to go with Roxon. He's got the he's got that ankle though. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I feel like he's a beast. Well, he is the uh, the reigning uh, outdoor championship, and it is a little bit of a stand of your base in Daytona. I like the pick. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, a guy like uh, Trey Kennard is due for a win, though. I yeah. think uh, uh, he's gonna take that KYB suspension on the Honda and uh, and put it to a win. Very um, yeah. could be. What's a company that doesn't sponsor you that uh, you use their stuff just because they're good? Huh. Um, I'd probably say, probably say Renthal or Pro Taper, um, just because I, I don't have, you know, a, a company that kind of covers some of the stuff that they do, um, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, pretty much about it, because I got, I mean, I got, you know, um, a lot of my stuff covered 
um, that's kind of, you know, I, I set out to, you know, contact all the companies so I can pretty much get a majority of my stuff, you know, a, a little bit cheaper, um, you know, just so I don't break the bank. But, uh, but yeah, I think probably pro tape or rental. Okay, pro tape or rental. Uh, if you had to pick one or the other, uh, as far as bars go, which one do you prefer? Huh, well, right now I have pro tapers just because that's kind of what comes stock. Um, I've always had good luck with, uh, with the rental, so I'm probably going to have to say the rental. Fair enough. Renthal is my in my bar of choice. Uh, still, still waiting. To, I, I gotta try those uh, uh, twin wall bars. Never had twin wall bars on my bike. Always wanted to have those ever since they came out. So uh, maybe yeah. this year's the year. Yeah, those are sick. I've I've uh, I've broke bar mounts in half before I uh, bent the bar, so they definitely hold up. Oh yeah. Well, if you check my Instagram, you'll know that I snapped a bike in half before the bars bent. So. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not too far down my post. Go check that thing out. The '95 machine uh, had some issues that day. Tra- snapped the triple clamps right in half. Uh, it's pretty pretty interesting. But uh, oh, you're um, going too big. Sorry. You're just going too big, man. I well, the thing was is if you want to get into this right quick, it was uh, like you know how you have a transponder clipped on t or you you uh, zip tie it to your uh, fork extension, right? Right. So, on a on like your fork extension is nice and smooth, so it can sometimes if it's not tight enough, or even if it is tight enough, just zip ties on their own won't hold it, right? Yeah. So what happened was the it spun around, and Kawasaki puts their CDI box right behind the front number plate. So as I was flat tracking out of a left hand turn, as you do so well, <laughs> uh, the transponder got caught on the CDI box as I tried to turn back towards going straight and as I was going down the straightaway up towards a jump the bike was arcing to the right so I was third gear pinned on my KX250F 06 edition and uh, I went about as fast as humanly possible right next to a chain link fence and like quickly veering off towards it and when my my front end slammed into a a fence post the whole thing snapped in half and uh all the cables were still connected but uh the bike was done what what happened to you uh i had a scratch on my arm uh from the fence that actually had i i I can only imagine how close my head came to the barbed wire at the top of the fence uh thinking back to it i shouldn't be here today but nevertheless uh otherwise completely fine i ended up kind of like the bike kind of pinned me up against the fence a little bit and uh i ended up just sitting next to it uh looking at a very raked out uh super motocross bike that resembled a a chopper (laughs) that's pretty cool that's sick yeah no doubt and the best part was they ended up picking it up with a front end loader uh to take it off the track because obviously they couldn't uh couldn't wheel it away and uh yeah we spent that winter uh piecing it back together Nice. Yeah, you got uh, you got lucky. I got super lucky, man. I uh, can't even explain it to you. I'll I'll, I'll send you the picture. Um, have you ever taught a girl to ride a dirt bike? And if so, how did that go? Oh yeah, I've done uh, taught or taught. Um, I'd say maybe three. Um, the the all most recent would. What what was that? All ex girlfriends. Uh, actually, you know what? No ex-girlfriend. Um, one of the three would be my girlfriend, and she's a ripper. Um, I'm surprised she doesn't take it up and race pro. But, um, yeah, I uh, the first day we kind of went out, and it was basically like I'd tell her something, and she instantly would do it and didn't, you know, hesitate and... Um, cleared all the jumps and uh had like actually really fast corner speed so um i'm surprised she isn't racing she can probably hear me right now if she's making dinner right now but nice you got a maid man (laughs) i know well she's um you know she she helps me with everything she uh she basically she's my alarm clock my reminder um how exactly does she wake you up (laughs) 
uh, my alarm clock's going off, and I never wake oh, up. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, all right. She, she hits that. me a couple times, but uh, but yeah, I mean, she helps me with everything. She's she's kind of uh, uh, growing to be a nutritionist. That's kind of what she's going to school to be. So um, we eat organic and all that good stuff. But um, I mean, about uh, her her writing. I mean, she's a she's a ripper for sure. So it's gone good as far as uh, you know teaching girls how to ride. I mean, n- normally they're, they're a little timid, but, um, you know, once they kind of break through the barrier, I mean, they, they ride just as good as dudes for sure. For sure. Well, you, uh, if you were racing uh, 250 Supercross on the East Coast, you'd be competing against one. Uh, SoCal Ripper Vicky Golden trying to qualify yeah. for, the, for some night shows. Uh, quickly, let's get your thoughts on that one, man. Yeah, I think... Um, I think that's that super, girl falls ass. I, yeah. I think that's super cool, and um, you know, I uh, I feel like if um, you know, the first year obviously it's going to be a little difficult. I mean, you have the crowd and and all that kind of stuff to deal with. But um, you know, she's having a little tough time right now. But I think next year, I think um, she'll do good. Right on. And last question before we uh, we put you to bed for tonight, Bliss. You got dinner on the stove there. Uh, you're making the most perfect pizza pie you've ever made in your entire life. What's on it? Oh, gosh. Um, you said pizza, right? Pizza, yes. I know. I told you these questions were going to get weird. Um, mm, well, huh. I'd probably say uh, mushroom, pepperoni, a lot of cheese. I like cheese. Um, sausage, and bell peppers. Um, I think that's about it. I like. Uh, I, I I try to eat pizza as much as I can, but I get in trouble when I do because uh, my girlfriend she's kind of into the into the health stuff, so I get in trouble. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I think that's probably be it. Excellent, my friend. Well, Dustin Fair, Dusty Fair, you've led a long and dusty life, pardon the <laughs> yeah. pun, but you have risen to uh, basically A-class stardom out there in SoCal on the West Coast, one of the most competitive hotbeds of motocross right now, and you're doing really well. It was a pleasure to have you on the Big MX Radio podcast. Uh, wish you all the best of luck in Freestone in one week's time, and uh uh, we say goodnight for now, but we'll definitely have you on again to uh, recap a little bit of how you're doing as well as uh, how you, your thoughts on the AMA Supercross and Motocross Series. Thank you. And, uh, and before we, uh, we break, a, break apart here, um, of just want to you know, say a big thanks to, uh, to James Ambler. He uh, helps me out a lot, um, helps me get to all the races and, and paying for a lot of stuff. Um, Brandon Letterman, he... Uh, he helps me with the, the bike, you know, when we go to the track and, um, you know, make sure everything's, you know, tight and ready to go. Bike started, warmed up, and everything's looped and good to go. And then uh, Cruz Lucero, he's, he, uh, he helps me out with a, a lot of the marketing kind of stuff and, you know, keeping uh, all, all the sponsors happy and really have all the info they need. Um, and then obviously uh, my girlfriend, Tori Hall, she uh, – definitely without her I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am and um, obviously my, my mom and dad for, for getting me into into riding and, and allowing me to do it and then uh, last but uh, definitely not least uh, would have to be Dan Funk uh, Dan Funk he's the owner of Funk Electric and um, he uh, you know when I was kind of rock bottom didn't really have any sponsors at all when I started um you know, he was uh, he was the guy that kind of funded everything, and um, you know, he without him, I definitely wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am. So, um, you know, I really want to thank those people a lot. They they uh, they helped me a lot with this uh, this whole journey of mine. 
Well, that's a uh, special list of people right there. Uh, thank, uh, especially thank your girlfriend for uh, making the dinner while you sit on the podcast and talk moto with uh, with me. We thank Arma Energy and Arma Energy Racing for uh, helping us do all of these podcasts. The sixth of the week, uh, and you are show ninety one uh, so far of the Big MX Radio podcasts. Uh, thanks for ha- giving me some time, and you have yourself a great night. All right, you too, man. Thanks for letting me on. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.